listening to the Great Groups Podcast. Our goal is to equip small group leaders at Brook Hills and beyond to make disciples through effective group ministry. You'll hear from Jay Gordon, who has more than 30 years of experience in leading church small group ministries. And he'll be joined by Chris Amaro, one of the small group leaders for the Church of Brook Hills. And often, you'll also enjoy interviews with other small group leaders. So, enjoy the commute, and thanks for listening to the Great Groups Podcast. Welcome to the Great Groups Podcast. We're excited to be here tonight, and we'll be talking about curriculum in just a few minutes. But Chris, first, do you have any idea what happens tomorrow night? I hear there's a baseball game being yes. played <laughs> between right. two of our favorite teams. Yes. Um, <laughs> who often don't play together. That's right. That's yeah. right. Uh, American League, National League. But, um, you know, every three years, I believe, they uh, mm-hmm. focus on one of the, you know, East, West, Central, and happens to be East this year, I guess. And so Atlanta is up in Boston. It's going to be fun. It's going to yes. be really fun. <laughs> yes, but I never get to watch a whole game. But uh, maybe I'll tune in for a little bit and see what happens. Starting to feel like Boston and Atlanta are kind of like the uh, Auburn and Georgia mm. you know, or the Alabama and Tennessee yeah, of the Major League. You yeah, know? could be. You know, the thing I hate is, uh, you know, the podcast is not going to drop in the morning before the game. And so by the time people hear this, they may very well go, okay, the Red Sox swept the Braves. I know Jay's very sad <laughs> by that. But anyway. I'd be happy with that. Yes, you would. So <laughs> one of us may be happy. I mean, it's going to – three games set, I guess, you know, it's uh, – Something could happen. Somebody's <laughs> going to win two out of three or – Three out of three, who knows? So who knows? We'll see. <laughs> All right. Well, talking about uh, curriculum, uh, my group is very near the end of Acts, and we're sort of talking about, you know, trying to decide what to do next. Of course, we've got our small group summer break coming up, and so I think we're just going to have a few weeks to fill in. So I thought it might be a good time to talk about curriculum since my group's going through that. And I'm just curious, Chris, what is what's your group doing right now? Well, we actually just finished a uh, very long series. Um, it, well, it was planned to be about 12 weeks, turned into about 15 uh, over the book of Isaiah. Okay. Uh, and so you'll be proud of us. We uh, Everybody participated. It was a great series, uh, great study. So we finished that. And we had a week on three circles. Oh, awesome. Yeah, awesome. yeah, it was great. <laughs> and so I've challenged my group. Uh, and so we're going to be practicing the three circles every week. So awesome. Hopefully okay. we'll have somebody step up and teach it to the rest of the group. Yes, uh, I've got a note down here. Um, you may not have seen it yet, but we're going to talk about the three circles in a little oh, bit. Oh, cool. We're turning it into a two-week study instead of a three-week study. There you go. But we'll <laughs> we'll get to that. I'll go ahead and mention that now that, now that we're on it. We're um, going to talk about really um, using the maybe teaching one week with, with ramping up to share the gospel and maybe another week, you know, how to share the gospel using the three circles or some other tool like that. And so um, we really wanted to put the um, ramp up and the importance of building relationship and, you know, not just hitting people with the gospel in the face, so to speak. So Yeah, no, it was a it was a great night. Um, there was a lot of feedback on the different ways that you could teach the, th- the three circles, and so we really enjoyed it. So. Mm. That was that night, and now this week we're starting into a new series on the book of James. Oh, awesome. So we're kind of, kind of feels like we're jumping around, uh, this being part of our core that we're covering, um, but James should be a nice, um, a really a wonderful study together. Mm-hmm. Um, we got about six weeks dedicated to it uh, right before the break. Okay. Um, and so everybody's really excited. Cool. And I already have somebody volunteered to teach a week that I'll be out. Awesome. I'm like, dude, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> You're the man. You're the man. You know, I was talking with uh, Nate Farrell today. Nate um, oversees our young adult groups, and uh, we were talking about leader enlistment. And so for those of you that are leaders, I want to encourage you, um, 
use use some people in your group to teach from time to time and, and give them experience. I say teach, lead. Um, you know, we, we really want to emphasize having discussion too as well as just uh, teaching. So all of that's important. You know, another thing I'd like to just touch on, and we may do, do an episode on it at some point, is is curriculum mapping. And what I mean by that is is really looking at, at giving your group a well-balanced diet. Mm. I, I think the the best illustration using a negative and Chris I'll ask you you this regard you know you're you're a, you're a dad so if at your house you only served what the kids wanted to eat what would be on the menu every night Oh my goodness <laughs> it, it wouldn't be healthy it would it was <laughs> it would be pizza tacos and french fries yes. more than likely and Random Chick Fil A meal here. And yes, there. and and I've heard about groups that have kind of gotten in a rut with um, with chasing the latest fad or or whatever the latest hot topic and really not getting a well balanced diet. But I think it's really really important that that our groups get a well balanced diet. And uh, one of the things last week we did small group basics, and I was talking with uh, some potential new leaders about curriculum mapping and and how to do that. You know, one one way is to look at our eight pursuits as a church and just say, "Hey, you know, where is my group strong? Where are we weak? What do we need? What what parts of those pursuits do we need to strengthen?" So, anyway, I'll save any more comment on that. We'll uh <laughs> we'll, we'll get back so we can do a full episode with that. And um Well, let me let me just interject yeah, though. Yeah. I, that's that's going to be fun because uh I think one of the the fun things about our group um or my group personally is We've tried to do that. Is we've tried to go after the scary large books, mm-hmm. um, and just out of sheer desire to to dive in head first. Um, so that'll be kind of fun to walk through together because there's lots of ways that you. I mean, the whole Bible needs to be studied, right? Mm-hmm. If you're going to do mm-hmm. a book, um, but uh, that's that's something we've loved doing is just saying well, Romans. Yeah, why not? Yeah, Isaiah. <laughs> yeah. Sure, why not? Yeah, I won't say it's easy, mm-hmm. but it was definitely fun. That's right. That's right. Cool. You know, one of the things we do have some listeners that are um, outside of Brook Hills, and so I want to address you and also address the the small group leaders at Brook Hills. Um, you know, when when I came here almost seven years ago, we were in a mode of really strongly encouraging our our small group leader guide, which we have a team that writes, but also giving uh, giving leaders some flexibility and choosing some things. Um, Outside of that as well, some of you may be at a church where the the staff or discipleship pastor chooses a curriculum, and so I just want to strongly encourage you: if your your church picks that for you, go with it. God can use that. Uh, there are so many factors that that affect making disciples rather than curriculum, and you know, curriculum is important. But um, I, I encourage you to go with your church staff if if they choose something for you or a curriculum line that we'll talk about that in a few minutes what that means exactly and uh, sometimes a church will give some freedom to leaders but once or twice a year ask them to do a specific study and so I just want to encourage our leaders uh, be flexible in that it's it's good at times I think to get the whole church together studying the same thing together so just want to encourage that in some way um, when I ask you this uh, Chris do you do you give any homework? to your <laughs> to your people <laughs> I, I do um, primarily it's reading based um, there we've had a couple of challenges here and there but primarily it's just reading based with Isaiah we had to because it was such a large book mm-hmm. um, to to cover in really 14 15 weeks um, so everybody was elated for me to say no homework because <laughs> there were a couple of Wednesdays when your homework was to go home and read the next eight chapters yes, yes. <laughs> then we'll talk through it so mm. I do give homework yes um, uh, you know I was listening to a, another group's podcast last week and 
they were talking about um, the percentage of men and women that have even read a book in the last year. Oh, wow. You know, and so this particular church had had a lot of challenges with with giving people homework. And so I, w- I would say to our leaders, if you have homework, uh, exhibit a lot of grace, you know, because um, there's so many times with um, with busy lives that, that people don't get it done. I'd like so. to see those stats because uh, last year I I felt pretty good about myself. I, I beat a goal that I had for a long time. Awesome. I, I think I read like 48 books. Awesome. Like good read. I haven't read a single one oh, this no. year. My <laughs> wife is killing me in the in the challenge, so I don't know what happened. That's one way to make it a contest with right? your wife. To, <laughs> to She's read, destroying it. To read the most. That's good. Um, you know, let me let me say this, Chris. Um, looking at – I have a, a clock that kind of runs, and um, um, I have put together a long grid tonight with many different types of curriculum that uh, we're going to talk the pros and the cons and then give you tips for, for each one of those. Um, I think that we're going to make this uh, this first episode kind of a long introduction to this, okay. um, um, maybe a short introduction, so to speak, for a for a little bit longer one next week. And so, anyway, let's just bat around a few more ideas about curriculum, and then we'll pick up next week and and um, and run through the grid that I think will take a little bit more time. I don't want to have to to rush through that, but sure. um, you know, I was mentioning a minute ago uh, doing some one off things and. Um, um, we were talking about, um, you know, going through the three circles. That's one thing we uh, encourage our groups to do once or twice a year. Um, I talked with a small group leader Saturday and Sunday who was wanting some copies of Threads, and uh, he was going to take his group through that. And so, you know, one of the things I say about uh, a gospel presentation is the only bad one is the one we don't use. You know, <laughs> so there are so many different ways to share the gospel. And, um, you know, just like leading a small group, um, sharing the gospel, um, the gospel presentation itself is a portion of that, and it's important. But there's so many other factors like mm-hmm. like relationship and love and, and genuine concern for the individual and serving them. And so, um, you know— Evangelism and leading a small group have some similarities in that. There's just not one factor that that makes everything flow. But um, you know, it might be that small groups want to do something with caring well uh, that that's coming up, and mm-hmm. so that might be a time um, we're not quite sure. You know, early in in June, first Sunday in June, Pastor Matt's going to um, to do a sermon on caring well, and that deals with abuse. We've already recorded a couple of episodes that um, you'll you'll hear about that or will hear, and so um, that might generate some some conversation in some of our groups as well. It may be good to set aside some time for that. So let me ask you this: it, it, What it sounds like you're saying is, and I know we've talked about this in the past, but it's healthy as a small group leader to to lead your group through curriculum, but also to take a break and say we're going to do gospel presentation for a mm-hmm. couple of weeks. Absolutely, we're going to talk about abuse for a couple of weeks. We're going to talk about just something, you know, that is relevant and important to mm-hmm. part of being a good, uh, well, I don't want to say good, being a believer, you know, yes. and being able to uh, share the gospel. So that's, that's, that's you good. know, there are times when there's some, some type national event going on that, um, your group might just want to stop and pray, you know, the, the week after nine 11, you know, mm-hmm. things like right. that. Yeah. Um, uh, there are times to just stop and pray. There are some times to, um, to deal with, hey, how do we how do we approach this? You know, and so right. some of those things can be effective as well. Um, one of the things I want to say too, as we talk about curriculum, is is the 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 leadership style is important. Um, I think 
I think in the the old school way of thinking about that is, um, you know, a Sunday school teacher would use a podium, stand up in front of a row of people and and lecture. But as I think through that, you know, and I've heard it said before, too, that, okay, they've already gotten a sermon that was non-participative, you know. <laughs> right. And so let's let's make small group, you know, different from that. And um, here at Brook Hills, we believe that, that circles are better than rows, you know, being mm-hmm. able to have discussion about that and get people involved because um, engagement is so important with the Word. And so if we can get people engaged in talking about it, uh, I think that helps make it relevant to people's lives, and it's just something that's really, really important that we try to accomplish. Right. Can I throw out a tip? Absolutely. Um, this is I'm 100% guilty of this, but if you've got a group that is, you know, excited and, and loving and ready to get into whatever topic or subject that is or, or book that is that you're studying, but they're just quiet and shy, be feel free to plant some questions. Mm. You know, plant a couple of comments. Say, hey, hey, John, would you, when I talk about this, will you speak up and ask this question? You mm. know, after once or twice of doing that, they'll get the, the gist and start doing it on their own. Mm-hmm. And don't just ask a yes or no question. Right. <laughs> you know, yes. You know? <laughs> or uh, the answer that, oh, Jesus. Yeah, Jesus is the answer <laughs> to that. So ask some questions that um, that help people. Like, um, here's one way to get the group talking that I used just this past uh, Sunday night in, in my group. We were talking about Acts 27, and it was Paul's shipwreck, you know, on the way to Rome. And um, sort of at the end of Acts, there's just really a lot of storyline and um, not really for teaching as much meat maybe as as some of the earlier chapters in Acts. But I thought, wow, you know, that's a real crisis. These guys for two weeks in a storm were, were scared to death, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I started out by asking people just a general question. Tell me a time in your life when you were most afraid. Mm, and so, good. you know, it really – people didn't have to know the Bible well <laughs> to right, answer that right. question. It, it just – um, That's an answerable question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, so I, I look for ways to try to get people talking early, you know, and then I'll mix in sometimes, you know, a little bit of lecture and then some questions about some of the Bible content. And um, one of the latest ways that I've I've learned how to how to teach and just trying to do things with variety. And I don't know that I've ever really heard somebody use this method, but I just I just sort of stumbled on it. But as a leader. Like when we've been doing the book of Acts, I would totally prepare for the chapter or half chapter that we're going to do. Read commentaries and everything. And then when it came to group time, we would read through that, and I would ask people, okay, what stands out to you Hmm. in this passage? And let's talk about that. And so I've realized that no matter what they pick, I've read the commentary, I'm prepared just like I was going to lecture, but I'm letting them lead it. And of course, one of the things we emphasize here at Brook Hills really heavily is having a challenge for each um, each lesson that we do, each small group session. And so I'm going to know where that is and make sure we get to that. And what's funny, I, I did this like three weeks ago, and the first person that spoke addressed the verse that the challenge was going to come out of. And so anyway, and so I, I you know, sometimes we, sometimes we think we leave the challenge to the very end, but, yeah. you know, I'm learning you know, in the last few months that, hey, just cover the challenge when you come across it, you know, whatever verse you've got picked that's really going to be the challenge verse for the group. And so um, I went in and told them right up toward the front, okay, here's your challenge for this week. (laughs) You know, we're going to cover a lot more content. So often they'd gotten used to, if they hear the word challenge, they go, oh, good, it's almost over. We can almost go home. But nice. um, 
anyway, so we're we're sticking that in just wherever. So we just want to encourage you, um, you know, make sure you you work discussion into it. Um, you know, the the lesson not only needs to teach truth, but it needs to be engaging and relevant. And so we can do that. Um, one of the things I would I would also add uh, for those of you here at Brook Hills, and if you're at another church and have the freedom to choose some curriculum, um, keep your staff informed about what you're doing. Sometimes it's it's hard to keep up with uh, different authors and and things like that, particularly if you're choosing a, a you know a book that's from the Christian bookstore to go through. Um, and one of the things we've run into before is sometimes an author will write something, and that book is good. But maybe he or she will write another book that kind of, you know, gets off mm-hmm. into some areas theologically that I think the term is that, edgy <laughs> that the church is not comfortable with. And so, one of the things that's a, a fear, you know, of us as a church staff, if if we endorse a book, we're in essence endorsing the author. And so we're right. really careful about that as well. So uh, we'd love for you to talk with us about uh, what you're going to do. One of the things we've started, and it's not really uh, published yet, but Nate and I are working on that, and we're going to soon get John Butterfield's input and the rest of the adult team, is we're working on a list of recommended curriculum. And every six months here at uh, Brook Hills, we do a a snapshot and ask our groups what they're doing. And, um, you know, often I'll email the, the group leader back after I receive some of that and say, hey, tell me about this curriculum, about this book, and, um, you know, would you recommend it for other groups and those type of things. And so um, we're going to try to outline maybe the uh, top two or three books in a lot of different categories. And uh, we've got some work to do because, like, under marriage, I've already got six resources <laughs> listed here, and so we're going to have to prioritize those, and it, it's going to come over time. We've got parenting, spiritual life. Uh, Bible study, evangelism, and of course, um, you know, before the podcast, uh, before recording this, Chris and I were talking, I'm holding in my hand um, a commentary that I'm using right now, the Christ-centered exposition uh, commentary. Mm-hmm. And so Chris and I were both talking about how much we love those. Yes, they're they're phenomenal. And Chris was bragging he has more copies than I do. I mean, <laughs> they're not all out yet, but but we're, no. we're in a race to buy those as they come out and... Uh, we're excited. Pastor Matt um, wrote one mm-hmm. on Psalms, and That's right. so um, we encourage you to be a part of that and, and grab one of those and, and support that. Um, all right, Chris, here's the question for you. Okay. Um, I find it really frustrating sometimes when I'm trying to um, go through a series or go through a book, and I realize, okay, this person's been here, you know, like, they missed two or three weeks in a row, and and I'm thinking, how can we have consistency? And I was Chris really kidding, and and you having the answers for this because it's a tough question. But mm-hmm. um, I was thinking, how do we maintain consistency? Um, you know, like going through the Book of Acts, so to speak. If a person was last here like three chapters ago, they've missed out on a lot. One of the things I, I think is one answer to that, particularly if it's a narrative like that, um, is to go back and just quickly fill in some gaps because there's always going to be somebody in group mm-hmm. who missed last week or the week before. Got any other thoughts on how to create any consistency? Well, it, it's going to happen. I mean, there's going something's going to come up and somebody's not going to be there and they're going to miss um, one or two weeks. Three is a bit of a stretch, <laughs> but yes, um, that's why the the email curriculum or the email uh, that goes to your group that just kind of gives a recap uh, is so valuable. Um, it may seem redundant to others, 
but there's somebody there that is looking at it going, oh man, okay, I'm so glad I got this. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you have to be consistent though. Like man, you, I, if you send out a recap, I'd love to see some of what you do. I should yeah. recommend to others. Um, one of the things we do, we send out the challenge along with the prayer request, and mm-hmm. so that gives people a little bit of an idea. But uh, that's a great idea if, if you've sure. got some time to do a recap. I mean, you got your notes, right? Mm-hmm. If you if you didn't like I do, you have them on your computer already, so you should be able to do a quick outline on what mm-hmm. you covered. Um, don't send 12 pages because <laughs> <laughs> it won't get read. <laughs> yes. But you, you do have to be consistent. It, it, as hard as it is, um, and not, and I say that to say don't waver and say, oh, well, you know, there's a low, a low attendance this week, so we're going to taper off our study. Stick to your study. Yeah. Because you want to have a consistent schedule um, because, I mean, let's be honest, we like routines. Mm. People like routine. They like to know what's going to happen, um, and so. Yeah, and you and want it to be good for those who are there. I exactly. Mean, you, know. you, you don't want to f- make it feel like because that one person or one couple is not there, then the whole night is going to be altered. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the same time, you have full ability to reach out to that person that's missing and just talk personally to them and catch them, catch them up. Mm-hmm. That is an option. One idea I was thinking about is, uh, you know, if you have um, have time midweek to do um, um, kind of a midweek peek and say, hey, here's what we're going to be studying. We'll be in this chapter. If you have a chance to read, that would be great. Um, we've got, I was just thinking, we've got one group that sends out some questions to think about. Yes, uh, that's true. Not to name names, but we've had them on the podcast before. <laughs> we have. And so um, I absolutely love how well they communicate with their group. That's one of the things I want to do. We've got a number of groups that uh, do an excellent email in the middle of the week at some point. And um, so I would love to have... Um, one of those people, um, one group that particularly interests me, the person who sends out the email is not one of the leaders. Hmm. And I'm a, I'm a big fan of spreading the work around. Delegate, delegate, delegate. Yes, because, <laughs> you know, leaders, we, we really need to spend the time studying. There's always ministry and follow-up. And so the more, the more task we can give away, the better. And so I'd love to have that person who's uh, a volunteer in their group come and let's just talk about what they include in their weekly, um, e-news to the group, their group news. and so. Sure, yeah. I think the the group that you were talking about beforehand, um, if they're covering a passage or a, a chapter or something of that nature, um, they send out like a list of words also mm-hmm. that came to them as they were preparing their lesson. Um, and that's really cool because, yes. man, I could have come up with lots of words for some of the stuff we read in Isaiah, <laughs> you <laughs> yes. know? Um, but that's just a really neat way to kind of prepare your group because they're going to look at that list and go, what are we getting into, you know? Mm. So it's really yeah. cool. Well, let me create some interest for next week. Uh, we're going to go through this grid that, uh, again, lists types of curriculum, a short description of it. We'll give the pros, we'll give the pon- the cons. I can't say the word cons. <laughs> <laughs> pros and cons, and then give some tips on using that. And to go ahead and uh, uh, tell you what those are, we're going to look at a uh, at Brookhill's sermon-based guide. We'll look at going through a book of the Bible, like Chris and I mentioned we've been doing. We'll mention topical studies. We'll mention a Bible reading plan, teaching from that. And we'll, we'll mention some uh, traditional, like denominational uh, studies uh, curriculum that has uh, a lot of churches use. And then we'll mention the possibility of doing a combination of two of these. So anyway, hope you guys will uh, tune in next time and listen as we continue the discussion on curriculum. And I'm excited about working through this grid and getting some comments from Chris on that as well. Well, that's all for this episode of the Great Groups Podcast. Please do subscribe on your favorite podcast app so that you won't miss the next episode. Also, visit us online at greatgroups.org 
and leave a comment there. We would love to hear from you. Thanks again for listening today. We'll be back next time with a conversation that inspires you to make disciples. And that's the point of great groups. Make disciples.